Hey guys, it's Mark with Sunrise the Sleepy Boys. This episode is going to be a lot of uh, talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, so if you haven't seen that yet, we do recommend watching it to avoid spoilers. Thank you. It's time for Sunrise with the Sleepy Boys. Forgive us, Father, for we are about to sin and be very naughty boys. Anyway, I guess I have a whole laundry list of topics we could talk about if we wanted to. Um, I just need to find them, because I always lose them. Always lose what? Uh, have I ever shown you my folder? What folder? I have a folder of just topics that like I've found across the internet. Oh! Ooh. Hold the fucking phone! I know what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Sorry, I dropped my fucking phone. Um, okay. So... I found out something very interesting today. Oh, did you? I did. And I feel like I should have known this a long time ago, and it's probably very common knowledge. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Okay. I found out about him today. You found out about him? Yep. Never knew about him before. Uh, no, but so uh, in the Spider-Man films, which Willem Dafoe was featured. Um, Willem Dafoe is in the Spider-Man movies? I mean, he's he's kind of in the background. You don't always see him. Uh, you have somebody has to point it out to you. But um, mm. when Willem Dafoe was playing Norman Osborn, he had prosthetic teeth in. Like he had he had prop teeth. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Those weren't his. Right now, when he was doing the Goblin persona, he was not wearing the prosthetics and just used his natural teeth. Oh, wait. So what? So, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're fine. So when when Willem Dafoe was portraying Norman Osborn as the businessman version, not the crazy one, sure. he would, he had a, a set of prop te- of prosthetic teeth that he would put on for the role. But, okay. But when he would flip and the Goblin persona was taking over, he would take the prosthetics out, and it was just nor- uh, just Willem Dafoe's natural teeth. Okay. Uh. And I never noticed that before until I was like, I was on Twitter, I was looking through stuff, and somebody pointed it out. Then I went back and watched all three Spider-Man films back to back, and then I rewatched. Spoiler alert! I rewatched uh, No Way Home again, and all every case where he goes from Norman to the Goblin, it happens. His teeth fucking change. It is the creepiest shit I've ever seen. Okay, um, I, I. I have no idea if you're being truthful or not. Hold up. Hold up. I'll show you. Um, Speaking of uh, Willem Dafoe Green Goblin, however, uh, Hot Toys just released um, the pre-orders for the No Way Home Green Goblin action figure. And I really want it. That is really cool. (laughs) I want it so bad. All right. So quick, quick image comparison. Huh. Wait. Okay. Uh. Mm. Okay. You see it though, right? I see it. Now, same thing. I guess because he's got more like the his actual canines are more defined. It's more sinister, right? Or is it because of his little his little gap, tooth gap? I mean, I don't think the gap does it. But like here I he don't is. No, in... it does. I mean. Here he is in No Way Home, too. Same thing. 
Fair. Now, let me see here. But yeah, I, um, I've just never noticed it before until somebody pointed it out to me. Um, I really need this Hot Toys. I, it, hmm. Because I've got my one Spider-Man action figure, and I really love it, but I feel like I need... I know the old school, the Tobey Maguire Green Goblin costume gets shit on a lot, but I love it. I think it's so cool. I, I don't care that it looks like a Power Ranger. I really like it. I will say this. I really appreciated the change that he had when he was wearing the hoodie. Like the oh, shredded no, hoodie. Absolutely. That looks great. I loved it. Did you notice they even gave him his little satchel? Yeah. I thought that was I thought that the changes they made to his costume during the No Way Home was phenomenal. Yeah. But also No, I I absolutely loved it. And I'm glad that we got to see the Power Ranger Green Goblin even for just a little bit. For sure. And God, just seeing I still have questions about... So there's one thing that's kind of always bothered me. And I know this is dumb nitpicky bullshit. Um, So we saw that they had the Green Goblin suit. Like with the goggles and stuff with the test pilot in the background at the when they're first showing the glider. Yeah. Where the fuck did the helmet come from? I have never once given that any thought. You've never thought, like, where the fuck did this, like, metal helmet come from? Um, I haven't put, I, I just never put that thought into it. Like, I'm not saying, like, that's a stupid thought or anything. I mean, it's I, not, because, I mean, for fuck's sake, he has it to where the, vi- the, the eyes come up like it's a visor. Did he just have a prototype helmet coming along and he just, like, had an early version of a 3d printer that he was able to make this out like you know just created it like when he's stealing the costume i mean that's the best thought i have is that he does have a 3d printer like that um but it, it, it I, I i've never thought about that not once uh it's just it's something that's always stuck with me since i was a kid like I wait mean, a minute where the hell did norman get the helmet Judging by the fact that it's made of the same kind of material as the rest of the plating on his suit, yeah, I have to assume that it was made on the same system that the suit was made off of, right? Sure. So I absolutely, I, and it's clearly military grade. Yeah, I, I mean, I. But there's no way the military made a goblin helmet. I wouldn't say it's military grade, considering the fact that he was able to smash it against a dumpster. I mean, but. Also, I'm... I mean, unless it's one of those cases where it's like, hold on a second, okay. hold on a second. Okay. But they powered they they powered the goblin up. That's true. That's a good point. in the MCU. Like he was strong in the Toby movie in the first one. Yeah. He wasn't that strong. Like we got to see him full on super soldier. That's a good point. So I think him being in that universe also did something to the serum or something with him physically. I was actually like, going to say something along the same lines. Is that like, um, like, you know how when Electro shows up and he's like, oh, this is a different kind of power. Maybe, yeah. maybe whatever that material that he had on his suit weakened when it came to the, the 
MCU verse. I think he just got stronger. I like to think that's possible too. Also, because I mean, Spider Man beat the shit out of that mask at the end of the movie. That's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, it. He throws that thing with enough strength against another thing of metal, or I mean, he. I think it's perfectly within well uh, within reason to think he could break it if that's he fair. really wanted to. That's fair. Um. Are we finally doing our fucking Spider-Man No Way Home I mean, episode? Is that what's happening? Gonna, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen with the two of us. Let's be honest. We get too distracted with other people. No offense to our other yeah. people. We love you. We but... love doing the show, but you and I can get into the nerdy minutia without, inter- without too much distraction. That's a good point. I still cannot believe that I'd never realized that Willem Dafoe's teeth are so fucked up until somebody pointed it out to me. I didn't realize it until I was watching a Wes Anderson movie with him in it. I think it was um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Did you know Flash Thompson was in Grand Budapest? He sure was. He was Zero, the bus boy. I still Not hate boy, I still, lobby boy. Yeah, I still hate this fucking version of Flash Thompson, but... I liked him. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I was you, fine with it. You liked Penis Parker? I was in a... What? Oh my god, it's Key! Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> Hello, we're talking uh, about Spider-Man's. We're finally talking about Spider-Man. No oh, way, home really? Like we were supposed to. We've been trying to for like a month, and we finally <laughs> get around to it. Well, um, here's the badass part. I, by some miracle, I found a um, the Amazing Spider-Man Two hoodie. Actually, <laughs> by some miracle, what? He, how? He, Where was that? Dude, like here, I'm gonna send it over. Um, oh, was it on a website? No, 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 no. I found it's an authentic one too. That's right, it's... guys. Key is bootlegging all of the No Way Home footage. Uh, you can buy it at <laughs> www. www.key.acosta.masterkenobi.org backslash No Way Home found footage 100% backslash it's for the children. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> that was a walk. That was, that was really, really long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I kind of just... I, I uh, ran off with that one. Yeah, you sure fucking did. Sending it, over, sending it over to Discord. Yeah, I found it on this thing called... Um, Mercari or something like that. It's a, oh, I, I know Mercari. Mercari. Yeah. yeah, I found it on there. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. It's an authentic one. And I'm buying that shit before somebody else snaps it. So smart. I ended up getting it. I had nothing else to do during the time I had COVID. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Oh, that's oh, right. Shit, that's right. You, you had, had COVID. fucking COVID. Yeah. And it's going to stay in my fucking system for the next uh, three months. And <clears throat> here's that Green Goblin hot toy. At this point, Brandon and Key went off on about a 25-minute tirade about COVID and the family members that have been affected. So tune in next time for that story. Alright, so anyways, are we going to finally get into more Spider-Man? Let's do it. Let's talk some Spider-Man here. I'm sorry, I'm not the one that derailed Spider-Man for 37 minutes. Oh, excuse me for caring about our fucking friend's health. Jeez, your what friend. wild hair crawled your up your friend. Oh, I see how it is. I'll take bastard. him as my fucking friend. I'll swaddle him like a fucking baby and nurse him back to health. Oh, you're so. I, I fucking love you. I'll Brandon, even but, give him the fucking but, teat. But, 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 Mark, fuck you, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> right in the ear. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm.
How'd you know I was into that? With Brandon's long cock. Well, of justice. You're still getting a solid dickin'. <laughs> All right, let's get to it though. Let's let's talk some Spider-Man because I've got some. <laughs> I've got some cocker fuck. No, well, I mean, well, that's I don't have that fantasy. But unless it's uh, Spider Gwen, man, I will tell you, you're not. But either Spider Gwen or Silk, I will go with that. <clears throat> so we just want to wrap up today by saying Spider Man, Spider Man, okay. Wow. Oh man, Spider Man, Spider Man, okay. Good night, everybody. What the fuck? I'm just kidding. Um. I, I fucking lost my train of thought with the Spider-Man, so I'm gonna be honest with you. What do you think here? Oh, we were talking about how good fucking Spider-Man No Way Home was. How yeah. perfect it is. Yep. I but did have, I got some Go I ahead. did have some complaints about it. Okay. It wasn't long enough. That. But namely, who the fuck were those other two guys that were playing Spider Man? Oh my god. <laughs> I knew that's where he was going. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but no, for all in all seriousness, I think that they did a phenomenal job. And I saw a tweet from Andrew Garfield a while back that was basically like, you know, everyone's clamoring for you to be Spider-Man again. Uh, what do you have to say to them? And his response was, where the fuck were all of you back in 2014? And um, I mean, wait, was that true? I don't know. Possibly. I don't do enough research. I don't know if that was true or not. I saw something like that, and I was like, uh, I can't tell. I can't tell if that's real or not. Uh, but um, I really... Um, what? 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 So what did you say wasn't true or not? What? what? Um, oh, about the tweet about what Andrew Garfield said. Like, um, you know, we want you back as... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. As Sony's Spider-Man, oh, but it's like... right. Well, because the thing is, he ended up having a lot of hate towards him. For a which, bad, for a badly made movie, which wasn't his it, fault. He, he did perfect as Spider Man. Yeah. I have said constantly that he is the best Spider Man that we've gotten. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't like his Peter Parker. Right. He's too cool, too sure of himself, and too that... sexy. I don't mind a sexy Peter Parker. Look, look I have, it doesn't bother me. If you look at the one of the things, one of the things, and I here's the thing, and I, I I have fully acknowledged that I was a different person when he was Spider Man. One of the things that really bothered me was he was very much about exploring Peter's kind of sexuality back in the day, um, where he was talking about after Gwen died, why couldn't like. Like, why couldn't uh, why couldn't Peter have like a like a like exploring his give sexuality? A, give thing. a proper dick into Flash Thompson. Like there, there honestly was like him saying like I don't understand why Mary Jane couldn't be a guy. Kind of. Well, not only that, that bring that comes back to where um... and I was very upset about it. No, no, and, and that's the thing too. Or that that comes own... back. To, that comes back to Stan Lee when somebody asked that about him being bisexual, and he was like. That's not how I, you know, wrote the character to be. Right, much and that was created. my, and that was my answer. And yeah, but I, I, not that uh, it would still be weird for me. But at the same time, um, I am definitely more open 
to not that this is ever going to happen, but this was a gripe I had against Andrew Garfield. And I feel like I should address it more as an adult or where I'm at now. Personally, the thing that makes Spider-Man is so great is that Peter and Spider-Man was always supposed to have some connection to whoever was reading him. Um, you were always supposed to be able to see yourself as Peter, um, as somebody who is struggling, um, you know, just it just he was the every every person, not even just like an every man. He was just supposed to be a representation of he was a he was a forgettable teenager. person. Yeah, just like a real person. Like Stan Lee wrote him to just represent whomever was writing. And so for me, like, does that mean like could Peter be bisexual? I certainly think so. Um, could Peter be gay even? Sure. Uh, just, you know, it just depends. For me, if it's going to happen, this it has to be warranted in the story. It can't be um, shoehorned. It can't, it can't be shoehorned or pandering. That's one and of the that things was, that I absolutely that hate. The problem that I had, uh, a problem I had with like the Andrew Garfield take is it was just kind of, it felt pandering at the time. It felt, it felt oh, I could, like, I definitely it, could it see felt, that. Felt fake woke or like faux woke. Fwoke. Fwoke. Um, so <laughs> I actually wanted to, to touch on that real quick with this, the whole Spider-Man versus Peter Parker aspect. Um, okay. I actually <clears> have the same kind of feelings about Tobey Maguire. I think he was a phenomenal Peter Parker, but he was a really shitty Spider-Man. Wait, who? Tobey Maguire? Tobes. Yeah. He was a great Peter Parker, horrible Spider-Man. He was like, a wet sponge. He was missing then, all the, the things that made Spider-Man like, Spider-Man. Here's the thing. All of a sudden, he like he was a better Spider-Man in No Way Home than he was in all three oh, yeah. of those movies. Well, actually, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Really? Here's why. Don't get me wrong. I loved seeing Tobey Maguire come back. He was still a great Peter Parker, but we didn't really get to see him again. We didn't get to see that quippy shit from that from that particular Spider-Man. He was still just a, a wet sponge Spider-Man. Mm. Huh. Like every time that we saw that, that was all of his great moments was when he was Peter Parker. When he comes across uh, Doc Ock at the end of their uh, during the fight, the final fight, takes off his mask. It's not Spider Man talking to Doc Ock. It's Peter Parker talking to Doc Ock, saying he's trying to do better. In, now, on the opposite side of that, we had Andrew Garfield during that final fight, quipping and making and not not necessarily jokes, but he was definitely more Spidey than he was Peter. Like when uh, when he comes across Max, he says, "Hey Max, I missed you." As Spider-Man, not as Peter Parker. Max Dillon doesn't give a shit who Peter Parker is. He knows yeah. Spider-Man. So yeah, I he think, knows Spider-Man. I mean, I even think, when he saw Andrew Garfield, like, you know, he was like, ah, man, I always hoped he would be black. Exactly. So I think, And then he's like, hopefully out there there's a black Spider-Man. I was like, oh, shit. I, I <laughs> really do think that they both brought out the best parts of their characters from both of their movies, which was Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker and Andrew yep. Garfield's uh, Spider-Man and Tom Holland mm. is a sexy little twink that I wish lived in my building. Oh my God. I mean, that's, um, 
but yeah, so I, I got to be honest with you, though, I, I was a little disappointed with how little screen time uh, both the Sandman and the Lizard got in this movie. So here's the thing. Okay, so I understand why Lizard didn't get more screen time. Lizard just, he was there merely just to kind of fill in the Sinister Six gap. Right. Fill in ad members. Right. Um. I, I was fine with that. I didn't need more from a character development standpoint of the lizard. Uh, I just, I didn't need it. I thought it was great that he was there. Okay. Um, fair. The thing with Sandman though, is we, so let me ask you, are you bothered with the amount of screen time that he had? Or are you bothered by the fact that we only saw Sandman in sand form until he was quote unquote cured? So, Actually, I want to touch on that for a second. I would love to touch on this too because yeah. I so, have a lot of the I have I, I have a theory. I have I, well, watched, I have that, and then I have some questions too. So go go ahead, Mark. I've watched that movie three times now, and sure. you know what I realized after watching it multiple times. Please tell me they reused that footage. They absolutely yeah, they did. did, but that they was... played it in they played it in reverse. Actually, no, that was the same, because that moment that they reused was the Sandman being able to retake his physical form again. Right, at, but in reverse. Right, yeah. Yep. So, here's my thing, is, is I don't understand the journey that Sandman took in that movie. I do. It, it would, like, like, all it took was Jamie, or uh, was, uh... Electro kind of saying like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. And Goblin losing his shit. And all of a sudden Sandman's back to being a bad guy. So here's the thing. It, this And this is what I'm going to say about uh, Flint. Uh, Sandman. Yeah, Flint Marco. Is, um, him in the comics was always a reluctant villain. Right. Um, he was never a main feature, except in the early days when they were making him thuggish, and he was always attached with another gang or something. Right. He was always reluctant, and uh, he was very f- wishwashy and flip floppy. I actually, um, I actually remember so, distinctly that from the uh, the Return of the Sinister Six run. Like right. he's taken over like a tank or some shit, and he, he's even like, "I don't want to be doing this," but Doc Ock threatened my family, and I'm like, "Exactly." And so, for me, seeing that kind of because he's a hero, he's like, "Oh, Spider Man!" Like you know, at the beginning when they first team up, and it's you know, yeah. It's not that he is a bad guy so much as he is kind of a victim of circumstance and tries to go, you know, is too easily sweat. Like it's he tries to go with whatever's going to work best for him, and it leads to him making the wrong decision more times than not. Um, so I liked that approach that they showed. Honestly, they showed him being more Sandman than they've ever showed him. Okay. Um, yeah. No. The. Now the other thing that I know you're going to hit on is why did he? Why was he in sand form? No, I don't care about that. That 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 really you don't care about that at all. No, my thing is he wanted to get back home, right? Yes. None of the other villains that were fighting against Spider-Man, the Spider-Man at the the same time, you have to remember he only trusted Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. That's true. He didn't trust. He didn't know this other Spider-Man. He was thrust. Flint is a simple-minded, like he's not a big thinker. Right. 
So, but he's approached with like, hey, like all these, like we're not from the same universe, and this Spider-Man from our universe has no idea about us. <clears> we don't know his motives. But the, like, yeah. But, but with that same, honestly, thought, though, I thought Jamie Foxx's like a, a approach to Spider-Man was far more level-headed. Like, you know, just kind of like the, than this like trusting, like you don't fucking know. Also, like. It's not like your run-ins with Spider-Man have been good my, for you so, personally. So to, to to come back to that though, but my thing is is with your with what you just said, he didn't. Go also, and... we should preface this with uh, obviously, if you're listening this far into this conversation, you you hopefully have seen No Way Home, but if you haven't, um, fix it. One go go watch it. But spo- I mean, spoilers and all that, all such, yeah. you know. But um. um Mark, also, probably we should record a little thing at the beginning of this. Yeah, it's like, like uh, you know, there's going to be some spoilers. I did throw out Look, spoilers. we're past that. At this I point, we're just sp- going to put a thing at the beginning of the episode that I says, did. spoilers, we get into Homecoming. I did, or No I, Way Home. I did I did a spoiler alert before we even start, like, at the very beginning. Uh, uh, we should just make sure we reiterate, just because, you know, I, I care so, very much about our okay, Spider-Man fair. fans out there. So what you're with with the logic that you just presented that he doesn't know he doesn't know Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I get that. But he also chose to go with villains that he didn't know as well. Yes, but at the same time because obviously they're a um a, a foe of Spider-Man, don't you think there would be some kinship there? Some understanded uh, like you know, some mutual I'm, I'm gonna feel- just... I'm going to say I, I can see that, but I feel like it's it, he just felt a little bit wishy-washy this time around. Like, wait, like, Flint or Electro? Flint. Electro, Electro, I think, did. No, that, and that's absolutely what he's supposed to be. That is what Flint has always been. Yeah. Um, now, with Electro, I, I it was still the exact same thing from the Amazing Spider-Man. He just wanted to be like seen pretty much. Nobody. Right. Um saw him even his own dude like i I forgot about the uh, there was a scene inside of the movie i don't know if it was deleted or what but there was a point where he's talking to his mom and it's his birthday and he's like mom do you know what today is and she just like oh yeah and doesn't spider-man too that was completely no at all i was like dude that's so like heartbreaking i feel very very bad for this guy yeah he just he's not a bad guy man fuck his mom (laughs) he's not a bad guy he just wants to be seen and uh seeing that in this movie play out again it was just like okay it's it's um how do i say it it's this again but it's it's better because this time uh we didn't get to see the all blue electro that we saw in the amazing spider-man 2 we actually got to see the the real design from the comics yeah i mean a film adaptation of what we get in the comics which was fantastic i loved seeing that side my thing with electro and the changes that they made as far as like character development far served one jane one jamie fox's acting chops were far more serviced here than they were in amazing spider-man 2 absolutely um i want to be doing the spawn movie they rewrote him in such a way that it acknowledged Amazing Spider-Man 2 without taking a, like, you know, completely redoing the character. Yeah. But it finally gave him some depth and actual development. Um, 
I would attribute it to um, Marvel Studios or, you know, the writers of this having a better understanding of what Electro needed being uh, portrayed by Jamie Foxx. Um, they gave him, like, like actual, like, like weight, weight to his character right. and a, like, a pain. Like, but more so, not... Like, the, my problem with Electro's portrayal in Amazing Spider-Man 2 was too much like Edward Nigma in um, Batman Forever. <laughs> Dude, that, um, is, that, just, is, that is such a trope that they've started sh putting into <clears throat> superhero films where you have that, like, the geek that ends up dropping... The geek with the rough hairstyle. Drops a bunch of papers. Wor ain't working. Drops a bunch <clears throat> of papers and suddenly turns into a bad guy because they got, Jill like... That perceived and not even that, but a bad guy who's trying to be cool, who was never cool before. Yeah, you know. So um, actually, I do have I do have a question I wanted to bring up to you guys just to see. Yeah. Um, you know how in the in the 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 the, the, the canon of the films that Doctor Strange says everybody that knows that you're Spider Man and Peter Parker. I know exactly where you're going with this. They left out a, key, a few key points there for uh, for villains. Quite a few big key points. Uh, namely, Eddie Brock from Spider-Man 3, Harry Osborn. So, but here's the thing. All right. So, one, there was no interest in bringing Topher Grace back. Because they had them. Because they had um, Tom Holland. Hardy. Tom yeah. Hardy as Venom. Yeah. So there was no sense in bringing two Venoms in that was going to be a train wreck if they tried to do. That would have been funny as shit, though. It would have been funny, but it would have been funny in, like, early... Like, it just... It would have... It wouldn't have hit right, you know? And the other but, one is if they would have brought um, two And Harry they addressed Osborns. it... They addressed it perfectly with the explanation at the end of Venom 2 where the uh, the symbiote hive mind goes across multiverses in space yep. and time. Um, so they addressed, they made it, so they're like, look, we don't have to bring Topher Grace's Venom back because of this. Um, well, but then we... they kind of screwed it up because then they were just like, let's just have Venom get drunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> not show up. I, gotta Dude, be honest, I love it, though. I kinda, I, yeah, I kind of love that. I, I loved it, loved it, it too, because that was very much a, a this Eddie um also because they i really feel like they didn't want to make venom the bad guy because they've Not, been really yeah. leaning into this lethal protector so there's no sense in like making him a villain all of a sudden also we have to appreciate that like of all the villains like none of the villains perceive themselves as being bad no like except, except maybe green except goblin goblin Except maybe Goblin, but like Goblin is fully aware. Also, Doc Ock before he gets his, you know, the tentacles fixed is the, fully the, aware. the, uh, the inhibitor chip, right? Um, but but like they all have aside again, aside from maybe Green Goblin, they all have the greater good in mind for the most part, or or themselves in mind, right? Oh, but right. but that's the thing I wanted to understand. It's like okay, so when when Strange did that spell to like you know. Nobody knows, like, get rid of everybody knowing that I'm Peter Parker. Does that just stay in that universe, or does it go to I think Garfield and Maguire's? I think it only applies to the, the MCU-verse. I, yeah. I disagree. 
because it went because, because every all the enemies all multiverses and that's why they were converging so this goes across the board See, that's the thing. And then there was another. I think so. But at the same time. At the same time, though. At the same time, though, I don't think that Tobey Maguire went back to his universe and Mary Jane didn't know who he was, you know? Well, not only that, what. I don't think it affected those Spider Men, but I feel like they had to. I think what it meant was that everybody forgot that Peter Parker. They had to focus on the Peter Parker as that catalyst in this universe had to forget that he was Peter Parker um cuz that's what was drawing them all in. Right. Well, n- not only that, what like essentially think of it the way that I could think of it is uh, th- uh this is kind of how I viewed it is in the sense of um our Peter Parker and by that I mean Tom Holland. Uh let's think of him in a sense of like a voodoo doll. Um that with something that's imbued onto a, vo- a voodoo doll only affects that particular person right because it has like their dna or their essence attached to it their dinner so yeah so let's think of it in that sense that anything that happens to that voodoo doll is directed at that one it's not going to affect like and we could even break it down like i know i'm going with super layman's term and i'm probably offending anybody that like pays attention to like this kind of stuff like I've been offended since we started this conversation, to be honest. I mean, I've been offended since you and I met, but. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But at the same time, at the same time, like I'm just breaking this down in like the sense of like how my brain was able to compartmentalize like what this meant as like, because I don't think Andrew Garfield or uh, Tobey Maguire went back to their universes and everybody who knew they were Spider-Man didn't know, you know? Right. I hate how I phrased that, but I feel well, like it only I, had direct implications to Tom Holland because of his connection to the magic. Right. Well, because I also we have feel to like... look at ma- we have to look at magic and any of its any of its forms, be it good or bad. Magic comes at a price. Right. Anything that you anything you do has a negative, uh, uh, plus and negative, um, side of it. Right. Um. And that's that's how I have to view it because those other like Toby and Andrew had nothing to do with Tom Holland's decision, so they shouldn't su- they wouldn't suffer because of that. Not they only that, but but at the end when Strange is casting his spell and like the sky is falling apart, he doesn't say the world's about to forget that Peter Parker Spider Man. What he says is the world is about to forget your Spider Man. Right. So that he does say the fact that you are Spider-Man. Every, right. So, not even that. People are about to forget him. Yeah. Just it's not e- I see at the beginning of the movie the stakes suck, but they're not terrible. Right. It's like, "Oh, everybody's going to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man." It gets so bad at the end of the movie that it's like everybody has to forget you. Like right. like fuck it. What? Like it you it killed me more than anything because it le- like man, it sucks that Aunt May died. But at the same time, when you really think about the implications of the movie and what happened, at least Aunt May died knowing who Peter was and the man that he was becoming and was going to be. Because it broke my heart at the end of the movie when him and Happy are standing at Aunt May's grave and he's like, "How'd you know her?" 
Like, yeah, that was that was rough. That was very God, hard. Could that you was, that imagine? Was... Could you imagine if we got a different ending where Aunt May didn't know her own nephew? That would well, suck. Here's... That would suck way more. <laughs> here's the other thing. Like, I lost my train of thought. Hold up. Hold up. It's okay. We're we're getting deep thought here. We are <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah. So so my thing with with these aren't easy concepts that we're getting into. This no, is... absolutely. Um, I think that the fact that like all of this knowledge, like he lost everything. Like he is literally everything. He is starting from scratch. There is no more training wheels. There's no t- Stark tech, nothing. nothing. He is literally... Like, even the AI, even if he did have... If someone was like, well, what happened to his old suit? You know, why is he got to get rid of the Stark suit? It wouldn't work um, for him. It doesn't know who he is anymore. It wouldn't work for him. The AI has no idea. The AI has no concept of who Peter is. Because that doesn't just... It means nobody knows. And if an AI has an understanding of who Peter Parker is, that means that it's still out there in the ethos. It's the same kind of concept with Ultron, where Ultron had to be taken out from the source because he was trying to escape through the internet like he did in the comics. Um, Like, Vision was like, I can feel you trying to escape through the internet, and I've cut off all sources for you. Like, think of it that way. Like, if an AI, even it being isolated into a suit... If that information exists in that pinpoint little little part, that can get out. Right. And that that means the entire spell falls apart. This actually goes into the comics with the they fixed a loophole in the comics that they didn't address with the Illuminati story about him erasing the with the one more day erasing the information that he was Spider Man. If Peter released the information like to anybody at that point that he was Spider-Man, all of a sudden, the spell's gone. It starts losing its hold, and people will start to remember. At least that's how they played it off in the comics. Right. The information would slowly, like, wait, like maybe they don't remember right away, but any question, like, something like, oh, Peter did something weird. Wait a minute, isn't he Spider-Man? Like, that all falls back in. Well, Like, now actually, they've addressed it in a way where it's like, nope clean slate everything's gone so i'm glad that you brought up uh new day because like that's what i was looking for um or one more day that one yeah one more day yeah. i absolutely love the fact that they took this story of one more day and that is like maligned people do not like it right but they managed to make it in a way that it works made sense and it works and it was so here's why, fucking here's why it works and here's why it works because you took a character where they're like for us being spider-man fans there's a lot of history with spider-man when one more day in the comic books kicked in which is where all of this is spawned from this is a mix of spider-verse and one more day right um where <clears throat> Um, in one more day, for our listeners that don't know, um, Aunt May is dying. She no, is yeah. to, to give some uh, give some quick history on why she's dying. Uh, yes. In the aftermath of Marvel's Civil, Civil War, War comics, uh, where Peter Parker revealed his identity to the public, uh, Kingpin's a total douche hammer and has Aunt May assassinated. Yeah. Or, well, they know. 
so they try to assassinate Peter, but because of Peter having the spider sense, he, he has his Peter tingle. Yeah, the Peter tingle. <laughs> Aunt May gets shot instead. Right. So, um. Yeah. And then Peter so gives up his marriage Peter, to Mephisto. Who is married to Mary Jane. No, hold on. Peter, who is married to Mary Jane, is approached by Mephisto, who is the MCU or Marvel version of the devil. Um, him, him, Satan. Him, Satan. Um, he is approached with an offer. Because Mephisto has always refuse. been interested. Uh, Mephisto has always been interested in Spider-Man's soul. Um, it has just always been a thing Mephisto's been obsessed with. Um, is to... It's not like Lex Luthor, if you really me... think about it. Yes, a, a lot. Uh, yeah, it, it is an odd kind of megalomaniac approach to Spider-Man's... But, I mean, if you're going to be a megalomaniac, at least be the fucking devil. Yeah, no joke. Um, but so... Um, what happens is he's approached with an ultimatum. I can save your Aunt May, um, but in return, you were never married to Mary Jane. Um, and not only that, but like no memory of your relationship just <clears throat> outside of what happened with them dating in like high school and college. Like it's gone. All that's gone. Um, Peter makes the choice not to do it. He doesn't go through with it. But Mary Jane does. And she chooses for Peter that Aunt May, who has been dying since the 70s, multiple times God, they've tried to kill so Aunt May. She's fucking old, too. Yeah. In the comics, like everyone's like, oh, Marissa Tomei, uh, Melissa Tomei, and it's like all this stuff. I'm like, no, 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 Aunt May in the <clears> comics. Like, think of Aunt May in the Tobey Maguire movies, but then some. Aunt, <laughs> and May, Aunt May in the comics. Aunt May to Marvel decades. Comics is what Betty White is to reality. She's been old since she was created, effectively. Yeah. But we love her, anyways. And uh -huh. she's everyone's favorite aunt and also Jeez. god rest them both both, both but yes what are, you. what are i say yeah i don't even want to say what you said nope so anyways oh um, there was another thing that but, i so wanted to Mary bring up Jane actually. ends up undoing their entire marriage and relationship in order to save aunt may uh, but the No Way Home takes that adaptate uh, adapts that storyline. Um, they take away both MJ and Aunt May. They kill. They just they just took everything away from Peter. Well, Aunt May still dies, and then he had no relationship with Mary yeah. Jane. <laughs> also, real or, quick, real quick, I do want to say that I very much appreciate that the MCU has the most comic book accurate version of with great power. Because like the, oh, which is so accurate. I'm so glad you bring this like up. the the quote's always been. We've always heard with with great power comes great responsibility. Must but also come great. But there must also come great responsibility. That's the rest of the quote. And then whatever the fuck Mickey Rooney did or whoever the or Charlie Ma Martin Sheen did in fucking Amazing Spider-Man. Who didn't was, say it? Yeah, that's <laughs> what it comes down to responsibility. Like oh, um, go ahead, Key. You've so been waiting. I've I have a question. So this is my thing. So 
remember how all right green goblin goes out at the very beginning and when peter finds him with that main he's he's like you know um oh, somebody I else think. is living in my home um oscorp doesn't even exist so i'm like okay if oscorp doesn't exist then how the hell did uh peter get his um tom holland's peter parker get his power in the first like in the first place here's the thing this is one of the things that i and i've heard uh i've heard some people bring this up um and this is coming from a tried and true tra traditionalist spider-man fan um as anybody you know my friends can vouch for me how well, i know i, I know it, and i know it's not always oscorp but I mean, My it always thing, happens a different well, way. Here's the thing. It it mostly always... So, when Spider-Man was first bit by the spider, um, way back in, what, 1963? 19, you know, which, what, I, 1963, when uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 came out. Um, it was not Oscorp. It was just a science experiment that a random spider, not anything special about the spider drop down into the experiment field where the radiation was happening. Yeah. Um, and then it just like stumbled off in a fit of like confusion, just bit the first <clears throat> person that it was next to. Yeah. Because even the in the uh... Oscorp thing didn't start until I think ultimate Spider-Man, which because... was at the same time as the movie with yeah. Tobey Maguire. Um, actually, I just looked it up, and in the in the Tobey Maguire movie, they were at Columbia University Labs. Yeah, it, and it so wasn't. It, wasn't, it, it, it had nothing to do with Oscorp at all. Yeah. Well, and that, so, and then, uh, well, not only that, the in the Oscorp, old... The Oscorp storytelling of it being... Uh, was a much later. I think they had hinted that Oscorp, like, funded the experiment that happened at columbia and like in the comics too i think it was just something that, that it was something they were interested in yeah. but it wasn't an oscorp thing like yeah. it wasn't done through oscorp what were you gonna say there um, king well because in the old 1970s uh spider-man um it happens the exact same way that um brandon was just explaining actually yeah. That um, uh, that it's not inside of Oscorp. It's inside of um, like just the regular, like a lab, pretty much. Nineteen seventies. Which story are you referencing? The uh, the movie. I think was it a movie or was it a show? Oh, or you're talking about the direct to TV? Yeah. Uh, like what was it? ABC or NBC or somebody? Something like that along the lines. But yeah. Uh, now remembering that because I'm just like, oh yeah, it wasn't Oscorp. It was just like he was in some kind of like um, lab, yeah, and there was it like. It wasn't until the new the what they call the Platinum Age of Comics, which is yeah. our current. Uh, or, Mark, correct me. You were always better with the ages, um, the decades of comics than I was. Uh, Platinum Age was the 2000s, correct? Uh, give me just a sec. Double checking that. Uh, Platinum Age was nope. You're going the wrong direction, man. Oh, I'm going the wrong direction. What was the Platinum Age? Platinum Age was from 1897 to 1938. Okay, hold on a second. I don't think that's accurate. According to Comic Vine, it is. Because mm. the gold, well, because the Golden Age was in the early th was from the 30s up through like the 50s. Then there was the Silver Age from the Silver 50s age. to the six the 60s. 60s. And then you know there was the 
the Bronze Age, which was like up through the early 90s. So it only makes sense that Platinum came before the Gold Age. Not necessarily. Hold up. Pulling it up on Wiki. Wikipedia okay. says the Victorian Age was from 1842 up through uh, 1897. Platinum Age was 1897 to uh, 1938. Right. Well, fuck me. So we're, I, I the, thought the, for whatever. So then we're just in the modern. The modern age is from 85 to the present day, which is which really is so stupid. That's a long fucking time. That's a long fucking time. We should get at least Man, copper. I thought for some reason. I mean, I have no problem accept, accepting that I'm Sexting. wrong. I just yeah. I just thought for whatever reason the platinum age was. Actually, like, you know what? I stand corrected. Looks ooh. like the modern age has been broken down even more. Really? So from night from uh, 1985 through the fucking dark age yeah from 1985 uh, 1985 up through about 2007 was the dark age then there was no, the modern I have 1985 age. through 2004 on my wiki <sighs> oh you're right that's a 4 that's where 4 is not 7 my bad uh then from 04 to about 2011 i'd say is the modern age and then the postmodern age is 11 to the present um there's also a copper age thrown on that that graph a proposed period of American superhero comics that began in 1984 with Marvel's Secret Wars limited series ended in 1991. Which was a good series. With Jim Lee's X-Men. I mean, I'd be fine. Uh, I'd be fine with the Copper Age as far as that, but at the same time, I don't know. Look, man. I, for me, a... I would be more fine with that being considered like the modern age. Like of like that from 1984 <clears throat> up until the 90s, just because of what that meant for comic books in general, because that was like peak like time of the industry crashing. Yeah, also, um, it's gonna be I'd really be fine with. It's gonna be go really ahead. weird when we get past the modern age to a because like at what point do we say okay the modern age start doesn't start in 1985. Because modern, modern's always the present day. It's too. I mean, it's also. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm amazed that we've gone from '84 up until or '85 up until now. Yeah. What What happened? Do Did we just stop? <laughs> like, did we run out of ages? I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, eventually we're gonna get to the ruby and sapphire, and then the you know the uh the diamond and pearl right now. eventually <laughs> eventually we're going to loop back around to platinum speaking Ugh. of I, i'm excited for pokemon arceus to come out i'm buying that the day it comes out actually. oh I, I, it's I giving me the it's giving me the uh feel of um monster hunter actually and i love it i'm like you know what i'm gonna fucking get it oh yeah I'm we've already so happy for the two of you oh, um jeff, i feel jeff like wants to do it on the show for us i'm so happy for the three of you i honestly couldn't care less that's fine you don't have to play do the ones with us do you want to buy it for you bud i mean look how how would i play it if it was bought for me how would i play it like what system do what I you had a switch I don't have a switch. Yeah, I wish you did have one. Sounds like, like a, you sounds like a Brandon me, problem. If you want to buy me a switch and the game, you know what? You buy me a switch, I'll buy the game. How about this? How about this? We don't do any of that, and we just play <laughs> it on the show. <laughs> do I do a watch along and be just that the person who's outside of the fandom who can just be like, "Well, that's bullshit," and you're you gonna guys do fucking hate you. You're gonna do the same thing. 
for Pokemon Arceus <laughs> that Jeff did when we were playing fucking uh, Frog Fractions. <laughs> God. Speaking of, I'm excited to do that with you, Brandon, because that's going to be fucking great. Anyway. I mean, so anyways, was there anything else that we wanted to talk on, touch on with? Oh, so we got a, oh man. So we got way off track talking about Flint. Yeah. Oh yeah. So y'all understand the big reason why they, that Flint looked the way that he did. Cause they, the Hay, they couldn't get Hayden Church to come back. That, no, they did. They got Hayden Church to come back and do mocap for the character. Oh, I didn't know that. Hayden Church does not look anything near what he used to. Really? Uh-huh. Which is why all of his stuff, why he was in that sand form the entire time. I mean, he just has a mustache and beard combo going on right now. Um, He's got a little bit of a belly going on. So does Val Kilmer. We still let him act. So we still let him act. Do we let him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, la- just... what, what was the last thing he was in, actually? Well, technically. Let's see. Val Kilmer's last thing he was in was. Oh, you're talking Val Kilmer. Uh, he was actually in a movie. He's coming. To, he's going to be in Maverick. I forgot about that. I don't know. I feel, man, there must have been something that happened where they had to reuse his stuff because he doesn't look that bad. No, no, no. I, from 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 what I heard, that that there was um, there was filming um, complications because he like he's doing something else. He's doing another project, and he just didn't have the uh, the time to do it. So he they was busy. used his he was voice busy at the buffet. Or are we talking okay. about Thomas oh, Hayden guys. Church? So yeah. this was published in January 3rd of this year. Okay. Um, turns out one of Spider-Man's No Way Home's biggest bads wasn't needed on the movie set. It's well, like, same uh, thing went for the maybe, actor. So this is uh, coming from Sci-Fi Wire. Okay. I trust uh, well, it was the same thing for the actor. It was the same thing for the actor for the lizard as well. Um. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't bring him back. They didn't need him. Yeah, so I'm, was trying to, I'm trying to catch up. Y'all keep talking. Uh, I'm just letting y'all know. I am reading through this article to figure out exactly what is, because I don't want to read this whole goddamn thing. To no, no, that's cool. But, like, um, I mean, yeah, Mark, they, I mean, everybody noticed right away that they were just using uh, scenes from old Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and then as well as... Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one and two, because when we see Doc Connors turning back into human, it's just the exact same scene from the Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Well, that yeah, they would just reuse the turning back scene yeah. from both of them. Um. Honestly, like I, I think that what they, I, like I said, I, I wish there was more of them, but I understand why they didn't have more of them. Um, yeah. But it really did give like Jamie Foxx's time to shine as Electro, and I think that was the best part. Well, not only that, I'm really, really looking forward to him. Well, I haven't heard much um, uh, news on this, actually, because I'm waiting for him to, you know, shine as uh, Spun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he's going to be the next Spun. But, um... Yeah, it really is just came down to they just didn't need him on set. <laughs> well, I, yeah. well, I heard, I heard there was, um... 
There was like he's doing another project or something like that. There come there are conflicts, and so what it came down to is they had the particle effects that they needed from all of like Sam Raimi's stuff that they had done way back like fourteen years ago. Um, but then they updated it, and then they had his voice, and they just were like, "We'll just reuse old footage because we can't get him on set." Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense, man. I'm glad it was just that because I was worried something bad happened to him. He died, and I'll be honest, dude, fucking looks great. I- I'm digging this mustache look he's got going on. No, what ended up happening was he was uh, he was actually on set for one one particular day. And that was when they decided to drop the shield off the Statue of Liberty, and he was unfortunately underneath it. So that's why they didn't use him more. He just they just killed him by accident. I mean, I will say he does look like he's got like a thousand yard stare. He's he's <laughs> always looked like that though. That's also true. Like fuck, when he was in Georgia the Jungle back in the nineties, he looked like that. I'm so happy that you brought up the fact that he was in Georgia the Jungle. Yes, okay. I forgot he was in Georgia the Jungle. So the first time I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters, I <laughs> swore that it was Jim Varney that played fucking Sandman. <laughs> Wait, what? I was like, I was like, are you serious? I was third. Let me see. Alternate reality. I was like, let's 14 see. That at movie the time. came out 2006. Seven. I was 14 at the time. Okay, so I didn't. Yeah, know I was a whole 14. Lot. And only that. Hey, that hey, movie hey, came out along with 300 see, as well. Yeah. See his arm. You see his arm, Vern? Look at this. So I get see. home. I get home. See this? Uh, this, all this sand all around me, Vern. I, uh, I get home, Vern? and I'm like fucking super excited because I hadn't seen Jim Varney in anything in a while. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Dad, you're not going to believe it. Had fucking Ernest in the in the new Spider-Man movie, and he looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, and he's like, fucking Mark. Dude. You mean Jim Varney? And I was like, yeah, Jim Varney was in the movie. He was the one of the bad guys. And my dad's like, he died. <laughs> Like ten years ago, oh I was like, "No, God. no, he was in." The, I swear, it was in the movie. And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, he oh. was in George of the Jungle." God damn it! That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, when you do a side by side comparison, it kind of they kind of look similar. Barney <laughs> died in two thousand. Yeah, they just filmed him really, really, really early. Man. They already had. Yeah, they were ahead of their time. They had. They had. Uh. They had film. They. They. They had it all archived. Pretty much. They're like, you know what? We already had this in the making, long before we even casted McGuire as Spider-Man. Yo, Let's bring out the film. A lot of people apparently think that John Cena looks like a yoked out of his mind version of Jim Varney. I and, and I can totally see it. Will absolutely well, agree with that. Not only that, he he's um he kind of reminds me a little bit of um like if he was trying to go for uh, a Josh Brolin kind of God look. damn, he died of lung cancer. Well, yeah, he smoked a pack a day. Did he? I don't know. He was fifty. He well, he was also like a really talented actor aside from doing Ernest. Like he well, he, he was, did he, he did a lot of commercials in the Nashville circuit. Yeah. Well, he well, that's where he got his start. Um, yeah, but like he was in like the importance of being earnest, which is like a pretty well known for being a serious film. Like, or I mean, it's a satire, but like he did a lot of like not earnest type shit. 
Yeah. Like he was in Hold Three on. Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain playing the character. I'll go. I'll go uh, y'all keep talking. I gotta take a. He gotta take a pee pee. No, 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 no. He gotta. He gotta choke this. He gotta choke the choke the snake. Uh, he was the best role I've ever heard uh, for Jim Varney. He was in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain as the character Lothar Zog. Lothar Zog. Yep, I've never seen any of the Three Ninjas movies, but that just sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, God, I, it's been forever since I've heard somebody talk about um, talk about him. Well, he's been dead since two thousand. He's been dead for twenty one, uh, twenty two years. Not much to talk about anymore. Uh, that is true. That's what happens when people die. People forget about them. But um, that's funny that you thought that that was him as... Oh my god. <laughs> it's the Sandman. You know who I'm really glad they didn't that they didn't bring back for the uh, for this one? Whoa. It's fucking Dane DeHaan as the as Green Goblin from the Amazing Verse. Uh, I mean, like, <clears throat> I'm really glad because, I mean, think about it, two, two Green Goblins, not a good thing, actually. Well, not even, not even just that, but, like, he, he was just, like, hot take here. I don't think Dane DeHaan's a good actor. I've seen him in two films, and both of them, it was like watching a cardboard cutout. And that was uh, well, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and then um, that Valerian movie. Oh, that Valerian movie was like fucking like uh, it was really weird and like confusing. Here's the thing is, is like if you know the source material, you're going to be disappointed <laughs> with the movie. But yeah. the thing is, is they got two of the most. No. And, and you know what? I'm not going to even apologize for my opinion here. They got two of the most boring actors in Hollywood right now to play the two main characters of that movie. Like, Dane DeHaan and Cara Devine, I mean, they look almost identical. Like, you could just do a, a, a swap of their hair and they'd look the same. But they're both such boring actors. Like, I did not enjoy their roles in the movie. I thought that the spectrum and the like the, 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 like the scale of what they were trying to accomplish as a film was beautifully mm -hmm. done. Like they built a planet, it was great, it looked good, but those two care those two actors were just just so fucking milk toast on screen. The Who? one uh, um, he said about the You know that Valerian movie that came out a few years ago? I fucking hate it. It right. was terrible. It was, no no, that's what I told him. It was just really, really, really like fucking weird and like it didn't make a, a nick of sense whatsoever. I don't mind. We look. The Valerian book was weird. Right. I don't mind weird. It was so poorly ad like it was such a poor adaptation. So what I was saying is, I think that and the Dane DeHaan. What's his name? Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. The one. The one movie I did like him in was The Chronicles, and uh, the one movie and with my the, favorite movie Aubrey Plaza. With Aubrey Plaza, where she's a, a fucking zombie, and his his girlfriend. So, my what I was my saying favorite is, thing oh. the Han movie is the kid, like the Billy the Kid movie. Oh, 
See, my issue with Valerian was I think that the special effects were fucking gorgeous. They did a phenomenal job with that. The problem is, is they got two of the most boring actors to play the two main characters. And I didn't believe a single moment that they were in love. Not only that, but if you swapped their hair, they'd be the same exact, they'd look exactly the same. True. So I think yeah, overall, like Valerian was underwhelming by a long shot because of the two leads they got. Like everything else was great. was good. I liked the way that the, uh, the, the, the scenery and everything looked. And it's based off of a really interesting no uh, graphic novel. So it, I was, I, I hated it. Yeah, no, it was terrible. I didn't like anything about it other than the visuals. Yeah. Speaking of visuals. Yeah. Did either one of you watch The Eternals? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't, actually. What? I heard it didn't do really, really well. Key, it, it doesn't it matter didn't. if it didn't do well. <clears throat> you should still watch it. Be your own judge of a film, man. <laughs> that's the that's one thing I absolutely hate is people are like, oh, I heard it wasn't very good, so I'm not going to watch it. Well, I haven't gotten around to it just quite yet. Oh, bitch. <laughs> well, it's on Disney Plus right now. It is. For yeah, free. but um, but uh, go ahead. You could just talk about it. Um. Mark, you saw the after credit scene, right? Oh. And plus, TikTok did ruin it a little bit for me, too. Are you so. talking about how shitty Pip the Troll looked? It was the worst fucking thing I have ever seen. I couldn't believe how bad that looked. It was, uh... Yeah. It looked like they were... like It looked like the beta test for the film. Mm-hmm. It was, uh... It looked like <clears throat> they accidentally put in a pre-render. Yeah. For the, like... Like, it was like a stand-in. Yeah. And for whatever reason, a visual artist accidentally, like, uploaded it. Like, a, a, a previous file. Which I know is not how it works. Right. But... Yeah, they did not do a great job with Pip. Um, I will say, though, props to fucking Patton Oswalt for how many roles he's played in Marvel works. No joke. Also, also, speaking of Patton Oswalt, you guys have watched Book of Boba Fett, right? Yeah. Yes. I haven't yet, but I know of the, the, the starting scene. Which is? When Boba Fett bursts, like, gauntlet bursts out of the sand. Oh, yeah. That is literally to the T- how Patton Oswald described it during his fucking yes, uh, he's right in uh, yeah, and I in, point, uh, I point, Parks and Rex. I pointed that out yeah, to my nephew. Parks and Rec. I pointed yeah. that out to my nephew, and he's like, "Well, I mean, like, there's only so many ways you can start off a series." And I, and I pulled it up and showed it to him, and then pulled up a comparison of the vi of the the intro, and he was like, "Did they totally just steal that from Patton Oswald?" I was like, "I mean, they probably talked with him about it first, but yeah, but Patton Oswald." So far, has played Modoc for the Hulu series, um, and he played four different characters in Agents of Shield. So props to yeah, 
Props to him. Pat Oswald. He's fully immersed in you know, different facets of the MCU. Official what I really love is that somebody took uh, Patton Oswald's um, like crazy theories and stories and turned it into like an actual uh, animation. What was that for? Yeah, what are you talking about? Where he's talking in Parks and Recs about like um, um about Boba Fett, uh, Star Wars, and like all these connections to this and like uh, oh, yeah. X-Men and everything. So somebody took that and uh, they made an, a, a completely fucking cool animation of it. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> also, I'm all about, I just love, somehow Patton Oswalt has managed to be in like every facet of entertainment. Oh, it was the Nerdist that did the animation. Was it the Nerdist? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I absolutely... Like, my first experience with Patton Oswalt was King of Queens. Really? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you had... You know, he was the voice of Remy from... Uh... Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, from Ratatouille. My thing is, like, alright, so... This isn't going to be a surprise for really anybody that knows me. Um, which, if you really know me this well, um, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, um, I don't watch a lot of like that kind of television, so I did not. I didn't watch any of like oh, Kings of Queens until good, good TV. Yeah, gotcha. Hmm. Not even gonna, not even gonna entertain that. I didn't watch any of um, Seinfeld, King of Queens, so I didn't have that interaction with uh, Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Um. So my first, at least what I could remember, my first uh, introduction to him being was uh, Remy from yep. Ratatouille. Yep. Um. And then after that, I was like, oh. Oh, cool the guy from uh who did uh remy the rat does stand up and so then i listened to all his stand up rim job the rat yeah <laughs> Which, oh, one of my favorite things what got me hooked was him doing a whole thing a whole bit about how he is like hey, it's really weird voicing a children's character and then you see everybody everybody's <clears throat> kids dressed up as you <laughs> when you're passing out candy <laughs> Which I uh, just uh, he but obviously my little dumb description of that bit doesn't really do it justice. But go listen to it. I didn't want to say that, but yeah. No, I mean, look, I I know I'm a dumbass. But you're all um, dumbass. hey guys. What? Um, so I was just on my Insta, uh -oh. you know, just kind of just kind of perusing, and uh, one of my favorite um thing uh pages that I follow is Bull Moose uh stores which is a, a record store up in uh, the north northeast okay mm -hmm. um so mm -hmm. they got some pokemon collected uh collectible collectibles got that from yeah not and i intentionally did it that way i swear <clears throat> um got some pokemon collectibles um from our generation yeah what's this thing called uh, Bull, Mo uh, Bull Moose Stores. It was posted uh, yesterday. But... Oh! Um, they got the Pokemon uh, with the gold cards. The, yeah. Um, that you could get... Um, at McDonald's... Or at Burger King. No, at Burger King. Yeah, at Burger King from the first Pokemon movie. 
Do y'all want to know what they're selling for individually? $100. $100. Jeez. Now, granted, I'm sure there are tons well, of people who thought they would go for more. I mean, they overshot the price a little bit. They're still learning the whole collectibles market. They overshot it? Yeah. How much are they selling for, typically? I don't know. I'm just reading off what they said on their comments. Oh, what? What? Is that in their comments? Yeah, I just pulled them up on Instagram. Looks so. like we may have overshot the mark a little on the price, but we're still learning. The, oh, okay. Do you like how I totally played that off like I was? I actually knew something? Nah, I do. Well, that is the mark way. <clears throat> um. Oh. So they sell, eh, they still sell for they sell for like forty bucks typically. Still, that's a lot of money yeah. for those. Yo, I'm going through my comic book collection right now and kind of cataloging what I own. Uh, yeah, I I've sold got... all. I sold all of my comics. All of them. Fuck. All of them. I was so, dude. After after our excursion into running a comic book store and that all fall, you know, us going our different ways. And we've still never told that story on this show. I, you know what? And I don't necessarily know if tonight is the night. It's not, I feel like we have to do a good about a good amount of lead up before we do that. But I will give some insight into that, especially like, and we'll get more into it when we finally decide to talk about it. Oh, for sure. Um, um, I needed, um, so after that whole experience, um, reading comic books really lost a lot of its luster to me. Oh yeah, I could see that. Um, and, uh, I needed to purge it out of my life. And so I sold all of my comics. Makes sense. Um, sure. I undersold them for what the value was, but I really didn't care. Um, cause I still made more than I still, I still ended up getting like $2,000 worth of, no, I got, I got close to $4,000 worth of, out of my comics, which wow, considering up in this bitch. Oh, believe me, that money's all gone. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it, I, it was definitely worth more than that, Right. but I sold it for what I could. Um, and because I was just done, um, that makes sense, but so yeah, but yeah, so I sold like you're talking about going through and cataloging your stuff. I have nothing to catalog except I have trade paperbacks. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I definitely, as a comic book uh, reader, um, I've def I've I've gone the digital route. Um, I got Comixology, um, for my phone and my tablet. And yeah. I absolutely love it because um, I've been reading the current Spider-Man and current Moon Knight series, which are amazing. Yeah. Um, but I'm finally, like, I shit you not, like, in the last two months, I'm finally at the point where I want to read comics again. And I it's honestly... And how, and Mark, you have a good understanding of when it was that I, you know, left the comic book store. Yeah. Um, close to five years now. Something like that. <clears throat> it took me that long to get back to where I wanted to start reading comics again. Damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is I don't really. Like, here's the thing. I kept up with some of them because I was still doing comics for the gift shop. 
Yeah. So I was still keeping up with the stories, but as far as like reading them, getting into the minutia of what was happening in the stories, like I could tell you the plot lines and what they were going for, but mm. I wasn't reading comics. I could just tell you what was happening because I always kept up with that for my customers and people who were um, buying comics from me. Yeah. I mean, um, I honestly don't read any of the comics I have. I just have, I like, I collect them now. Um, See, and I just don't, that doesn't bring, that doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but that's because my, my thing is I've never been about collecting. I always cared more about the stories. Yeah. Collecting was always an afterthought. I just needed to read the stories. Me, um, it was just more and like. Especially being on the road as much as I have been, and it's only going to get crazier this year. Um, the trade paperback route works best for me instead of having individual books. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and I get that. But um, I was looking you were saying my... as far as oh, I was just going through all my shit. Like I've got some. Oh, I was that... saying key because I cut key. Uh, oh. key tried no, no, because like what I like to do is I'll read it and then I'll just you know sleeve it up and it's like I'm good to go actually. And then um that website that Emiliano gave me to uh, read um comics like oh, literally yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else I'll, i'm like you know what if i feel like reading it again uh i'll go back and use that pretty much so so you'll still co do you you don't but you're not actively collecting still not right you? now at this moment no gotcha. it's it's been quite some time i was, and gonna, Bailey's, say, I was gonna be amazed yeah bailey's been asking me like you know do you um do you miss collecting and i'm like um you know what I do, but then I'm like, you know what, I just don't have the money right now because we're saving up everything. Also true. So yeah, that's that's pretty much how I like that's pretty much me. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I, I just like having them. It 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 I'm filling the hole in my heart with, with things. Mm, you as know, you the healthy way to do it. Yeah, like a man. Like a man.